Welcome to They Mostly Podcast at Night, Episode 70, Tourist Trap. Every year, young people disappear on this podcast. <laughs> really? Lost, how many? We lost Maverick. We haven't seen Morpheus for, like, months. Catastrophe. I don't, I don't know where she is. I mean, we lose, we lose young people. Our guests go missing after they appear on our show. (laughs) Never to be seen again. Oh, man. That is scary. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of They Mostly Podcast at Night. I am your host, Chaos. I'm your co-host, Carnage. And we take turns each week bringing you another scary movie. We bicker. We banter. We deconstruct and inform with trivia awards, fanfiction, and more. Yay! Yay! This week was a carnage Wait, you didn't let me finish. (laughs) Damn it. Keep going. We are also warning you now that there are spoilers ahead. All the spoilers. So we assume you've either gone to Shudder already, where this movie probably is, (laughs) actually is, and watched it, or you just don't care. If you haven't watched it, we'll wait. Go now. Come back. We'll wait. We'll wait. We'll be here. Okay, now you may go. This week was a carnage pick, Tourist Trap. Oh, I'm not ready for once. <laughs> it was done in 1979. Woo! Okay, I'm not sure why I just Why are there. you wooing about that? No. Okay. It's old. It's 30, 40 years old. It's a 40-year-old movie this year. Just wow. realized that, yeah. Anyway, it was PG, surprising. An hour and 30 minutes long, and it got a 6.2 on the IMDb scale. What about that tomato meter? The tomato meter is nothing. What? (laughs) It's not even a dash dash. It is tomato meter not yet available for 40 years. For a 40-year-old movie, I don't think it's going to be available. Critic consensus, no consensus. (laughs) Audience score, 47%. Well, that's lower than IMDb. Yeah. There's 78 critics on here. Maybe I can add ours and make that 79. What the heck, Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah. Come on. Come on. Get with it. You're supposed to have my back. <laughs> you know who's got my back right now? Who? Penelope. Your cat. <laughs> Literally, because she is behind you. Yes, she is. Against your back. Against my back right now. <laughs> Sleeping away. Um... Yeah, should we talk a little bit about cast? Let's talk about cast. Not much of this cast did anything like maybe two of them did uh first one was mr slosson played by chuck connors you might know him from soylent green old yeller flipper things like that um he was like in a western show too mm-hmm. with the gun i uh god i want to say geronimo hold on i know this that's not what it is yeah it was geronimo no, fuck it you it was geronimo yes was it really Fuck you, Geronimo. No, that's not the one I'm talking about then. Oh, well, which one are you talking about? There's another one where he has a gun and... What? Rifleman. Rifleman. The Rifleman. Yes, that's it. The Rifleman. Go Mama Carnage for some knowledge. If you want Mama old Mama Carnage shit. butting in with the old knowledge. I love it. Okay. The Rifleman, apparently. Yeah. You know what's funny? Um, he died in 1992. He actually has a video coming out this year. That's hilarious. Wow, you came up with that real fast. <laughs> what's hilarious? The part that he died in 1992? You're like, you're like uh, you know what's funny? He died in 1992. There is more to that. <laughs> okay, he died in 1992, but he's got a video coming out this year. Isn't that hilarious? 
No, that's confusing. It's not better. Shut up. <laughs> fuck you. You know what? I try so hard. Wait, how does he have a tummy? It how says does... a video. Death heads brain dead. Brain drain. Video. He had stuff in 2001, fast, backwards, in a short. And he was a narrator and host of another movie, A Man Who Fell From the Sky in 2001. Like, well, then how nine years he... after he died. How did? How is that possible? Magic or time travel? <laughs> One of the two. I'm not quite sure. Or could he not actually be dead? No, it says he's dead. He died. He's dead. He died. Well, you know, he'd be really old. He was born in 1921, so if he wasn't really dead, he'd be really fucking old at this point. Hey, my grandfather was born in the 20s. Was he? And he just died. Wait, that can't be right. That's not... I thought your grandpa was only 80. 89. Math is so hard. Don't do this to me. That means I have to figure things out here. I'm not figuring it out. Anyway... His highest rated movie was The Big Country with 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, and his lowest rated was Flipper. I love Flipper. What are you talking about? I've never seen Flipper. I'm just kidding. Flipper. I've seen the show. I didn't know it was a movie. I don't know. Oh, he was a a basketball player. He was on the Boston Celtics. Yeah, they have Converse. Chuck Connors Converse. You've never seen those before? No. You never seen Chuck Conver- Connors Converse? You know what I'm talking about, right, Mama Carter? You mean like Chucks? Yeah. Well, yeah, I know what Chucks after. are. After I didn't Chuck know they were after him. Okay, yeah. leave me alone. He, he played. Well, what about baseball? He played with the Dodgers and the Cubs. Did you know but that one? But he wasn't good at it, though. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What about um, that one? I was trying to see if he was alive or not. This took he's me. Not- <laughs> April 10th, 1921. There's. 2, 1992. It doesn't say he died here. He died. I, the man well, is Well, then how is he still acting, huh? Oh, I'm sorry. Those are Chuck Taylors. Never mind. I <laughs> knew they weren't Chuck Connors. Chuck Taylors? They're Chuck Taylors. You are such an ass. Oh, my God. You had me thinking I was, like, going crazy. That <laughs> was funny. Fuck you. It was funny. Chuck Connors. <laughs> I don't know what I'm thinking of then. Anyway, let's continue with the cast. <laughs> so anyway, Molly was Jocelyn Jones. Jerry was John Van Ness. Eileen was Robin Sherwood. Becky was Tanya Roberts. I have some on her. So she was Sheena in Sheena. And you might know her as Midge Pinnacotti in that 70s show is the most thing. But she was also in A View to Kill too. Midge Pinnacotti, she was... Um, Bob's wife. A.K.A. What's her name? Donna's mom. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I just figured I'd mention that in case you don't remember who Midge was, but you remember that yeah. 70s show. Yeah, well, and there she was, was Donna's a couple mom. Midges, too. So she yeah. was the original Midge. Um, and then she was also Stacy Sutton in A View to Kill. Uh, Got to the bow knowledge in there, so. Okay, yeah. Whatever, you don't even like Classic Bond. I can't I do like you. Classic Bond. You're such a liar. I do like Classic Bond. You I told just don't me like, for years you didn't I, like it. I don't like um, Roger Moore. I don't like Roger Moore either. Well, there you go. You can still like Classic Bond, though. Okay, keep going. <laughs> Two more people. We can get through this. We're going to get through this movie, I swear. We're not. Uh, Tina was Don Jeffrey. Tina. She didn't have a very big role, but she was good. She died well. She died well. Woody was Keith McDermott. Love his death. He had a good death. He was the first death of the movie. He was my favorite death. Really? That I'm was your favorite? say that right now. Yeah. My favorite was Tina. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. She just... She got scared to death. I mean, her lame. heart exploded in her chest yeah. and she died of Anyone fear. Anyone could do that. No, they couldn't. 
I'll just induce a heart attack and infarction and explosion on myself with yeah. this, with the magnetic paddles that they have at Home Depot so you can't steal nails. God, that's a story for another time, I think, <laughs> and another podcast. Um, you want a summary, I guess? Well, well, remember, we're doing our summary with everything all oh, mixed yeah, together. But now. I was going to do my little summary, though. You can still do your little summary. Okay. Do you want my little summary? Yes, I want your little summary still. Okay. Teenagers get a flat tire, go to a tourist trap, and things go awry. Well, that is for sure. Winnie, what are you doing? I want to play. No, stop rubbing on the mic stand. Um, yeah, really, you have these five teenagers. you got Woody, Molly, Jerry, Eileen, and Becky. Three girls and two guys. I think they're supposed to be college kids. Yeah, they're in their mid-30s, but they're college kids. Oh, shit, Winnie. Would you stop it, Kat? Come here. Come here. Come here. She's like, I don't want you, bitch. I want the microphone. Yeah, you want to... You not... Anyway. You little... Um, Hold on a second. Okay. Let me just deal with her. Oh, we didn't talk about the director or the score either. Okay. Do you want to do that, too? Yeah, I can. Hold on. Um, I have it here. The Go director ahead. is David Schmoller. I don't know... If I know anything else he's done. But they actually wanted John Carpenter to direct, but they, he wanted too much money. Well, and he wrote it, too. James David Schmoller, Schmo- yeah. yeah. He did Puppet Master. Oh, okay. So, mm-hmm. like, I've, he's done stuff I've, I, I know of. And the score was done by Pino Donaggio, who was in town working on the 1978 movie Piranha. Mm-hmm. Which, have you seen it? I have not. I've seen the trailer for it. I can't remember if I've seen it or if I've seen the remake. I don't know. I don't know. Um, anyway, and the director could speak Spanish, and Pino spoke Spanish, so the director, like, talked him into it because he could speak Spanish, I guess. You've got ten fingers, and I've got ten fingers, so I'm going to talk you into this. Yeah, I don't know. Somehow, like, that was their... They they had this connection because they could both speak Spanish in Hollywood. They were secretly lovers. Let's just call it what okay, it was. Okay, let's call it what it was. So they had several collabs because of that. Because they were secretly lovers. Hello. Clearly. Yeah, okay. Um, new fan fiction. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we slashed the director and the composer. I have to say this real fast. Chuck Connors was a very handsome man when he was younger. Are you fucking kidding me? What? Really? You think he's cute? When he was younger, I said, I... Like, in this movie? Younger. No, not in this fucking movie. When oh, okay. He, when he was younger. Not well, before he died. Not, like, eight I, years before he died. Excuse me, this wasn't eight years before he died. It was 1979. That's close to when he died. He died, like, 13 years later. So that's old. I'm looking at young, like, 20s. 30s. Okay. Do you have a picture? Yes, would me? you like to see a picture? I would like to see young Chuck Connors. I'm working on it. Hold on. Because he's weird looking in this movie, I think. Oh. He's handsome, right? Yeah, he is. He's handsome, gentlemen. Okay, anyway, uh, what were we saying? Oh, five young college kids of the age of 34. Uh, Yeah, they're like on spring break or something. They're in two cars. They're driving along this long stretch of freeway where there's nothing at all. And then they, let's see. um, One car gets a flat, so Woody... Goes to try to fix the flat. He takes, you know, they leaves, uh, yeah, Eileen and Woody there together. Yeah, he leaves Eileen hanging, suntanned by the the side of the road while he goes to get the flat fixed, right. and he ends up at this um, 
gas station, which he finds we find a oh. gas. Oh, sorry. I was, I was just going to say, say we find out it's part of Spawson's Boston, Boston oh, last resort. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, he finds a, a gas station, um, but there's nobody around that he can see. And he goes looking for somebody in the gas station. And this is apparently a good reason for mannequins to come out of nowhere and kill him. Which was great. Come on, you made this, like, you, like, totally downplayed that. Like, these, these objects fly at him. It's, like, magic. And these mannequins break the windows, and they're shucking things at him. And it's pretty fucking fantastic, actually. No, actually, this is a really good scene, and I did downplay it just for the little bit of comedy there, but, um... What comedy? Oh, fuck you. <laughs> um, no, I did really love this scene. It, it kind of lets you know what you're in for with this movie, and you just love it when you're getting, like, telekinetic flying objects right off the bat. You're like, all right, things are fucked up in this world that we're now right. into. This is sweet. And so eventually, actually, what kills him, the, the mannequins just scare the shit out of him, which I get it. If you have a fear of mannequins, it would. Um, no, they don't scare the shit out of him. That's how he dies. I just said they just scare the shit oh, out of him. Oh, they just How he actually dies gotcha. is a pole comes and, like, stabs right through impales him. Impales him. Impales him. Pretty great. Yeah. In magic the door. poles. Just like magic beans. <laughs> sort of. Sort of? Okay. Um. Oh, um, also, I have a little bit of trivia here. The screenplay didn't originally contain the telekinetic powers. It was uh, producer Charles Band's idea. Which, um, yeah, so he had it added to the script after it was already, like, ready to go. Mm -hmm. But I think that was a good idea, because it's way creepier. I think so, too. With the telekinesis in it. Yeah, I do, too. I love that aspect of it. I really do. Um. Excuse me. Okay, so the others go looking for Woody. They pick up Eileen, and they go looking for Woody, Mm -hmm. and they are the ones who find Slauson's Lost Oasis. Yes, I mean, this is a part of it, but, yeah, they find the main part of it. Which right. Which is, like, a whole building of, like, uh, wax figures and well, they... old-timey shit. What? Oh, well, the creek. First they go to the creek. First they go they skinny, skinny dip. dipping in the creek, because that is so fucking necessary. <laughs> um, and that water's fucking gross. I wouldn't... I want more clothes on to get in that water. It was disgusting. I know. I it don't know. It looked like it was from Flint, Michigan. I mean, <laughs> no. It was bad. I, don't take all your clothes off. You don't know what's gonna swim up in there I mean, come on. Well, especially yes if you are in the south where you Ugh. have to worry about water moccasins one of the most poisonous snakes on the planet Ugh. i wasn't even thinking about that i was just thinking about like the microbes and germs that swim up the vjj and get you sick i'm just that's where my mind went i wasn't even thinking snakes but thank you for bringing that so my much. hoo-ha got me sick yeah. <laughs> we're so 12 <laughs> uh, 12 and a half thank you <laughs> So sorry. Um, um, yeah, but yeah, water moccasins. Gross. Uh, from being from the South and having to worry about every body of water you come across. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so the girls, Jerry tries to fix the Jeep while Molly, Eileen, and Becky go skinny dipping. When Mr. Slauson comes upon them, it just starts casually chatting with them, which is the creepiest Riff. fucking thing. Well, because oh, he's chatting gun. and he's got this 12-gauge shotgun like just slung over his arm as just he's casual. like... He just like pops it up on his knee and like rests while he's like chatting with them about, you know, how they're gonna die in the water. Well, as somebody from the South, let me ask a question. Yeah. Is the 12-gauge shotgun like what Northerners would use like a purse? You just carry it with you everywhere? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just, it's just an ex- 
accessory. It's not a weapon. It's an well, I think it's 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 what part of the South you're in. Now, my that town, part? no. But when we went to my cousin's town, he lived in a place called Ducktown. I am not kidding, where they still had dirt streets. And yes, when you go to Ducktown, that is what you see. So instead of checking your coat at the finer places, you check your shotgun? Right. Cool. Anyway, so yeah, he's having this casual conversation, creeping him the fuck out completely. And they finally apologize for trespassing, and he, he brings them into his little... His oasis, yes. His oasis, which is a little building. Okay, so a little building filled with Bex figurines, like um, Davy Crockett and um, an Indian chief and just all sorts of things, and um, like old-timey refrigerators, and he, he woos them with cola. Yeah, he's always offering them a Dr. Pepper. We're not really sure why. Product placement? What? Yeah, like, obviously it's product placement, but it's just so funny how he's constantly, like, throughout the movie, like, several times throughout the movie, he'll come back and be like, you want a Dr. Pepper? Give me your phone. <laughs> you lost phone privileges. You lost phone privileges. Give me the phone. Yeah, I'm surprised when he was, like, one of the little, when he was killing someone, he wasn't like... While you're at it, do you want a Dr. Pepper? <laughs> For your last request, how about a cool, refreshing Dr. Doctor? Pepper? I love it. What? Oh. <laughs> I, about the shotgun I wrote, yeah, I get my shotgun out when I see girls innocently frolicking in a pool of water. It's just good sense. <laughs> it's true. True. You never go. You never know what those girls are hiding under their hoo-hahs. You know. And then he just has to throw in the comments about the water moccasins to scare them. Like, he couldn't just be, like, he had to be kind of mean. Like, he had to be a little mean. Just a little. Well, I think when he tries to kill them, that's when he's being a little mean, you know. Then he's being more mean, that's for sure. <laughs> but he had to be a little mean with the water moccasins. Anyway. Anyway, so getting back to the plot, um, he tells the girls, stay stay in this. I'm going to help Jerry with this, you know, fix this car. And um, don't go in the house, though. Because my brother's yeah, in the house. There's a house across the way that like has lights on it, and they're like, "Well, can't we go wait in the house?" He's there like, "There might no, be a no. phone in there because the phone at the Lost Oasis doesn't work." Right. Yeah. So no, no, because his brother's over there and he's disturbed. Right. He can't disturb his brother. Right. Um. So apparently they're not that great at following directions. Because <laughs> Eileen goes um, off to the house to try to find the other phone. And you hear, like, she finds all these mannequins, but... She, oh, mannequins everywhere. That just creeps me out. It's mannequins never creep me out into this movie. Mannequins used to creep me out. They don't anymore. But, like, I just can see how that would be really... Like, like um, in Ghostbusters, the new Ghostbusters, when she walks into the when she walks into the mannequin room and she's like, room full of nightmares. And she's, Patty, remember yes. that? Yes. <laughs> oh, room full of nightmares. It's like, Very yes, that's a, it's like house full of nightmares. So they just walk <laughs> in and there's just mannequins everywhere clogging up the hallways. It's crazy. It's pretty great. <laughs> um, yeah, so she's killed by the scarf she's wearing. It strangles her to death? Yes, telekinetically strangles her it's to death. Well, she turns around and she sees a guy in a freaky mask. Yes. And then the, her scarf strangles her to death. Yeah. Um, so that was her end. Yeah, sad, sad. Becky. And then um, Slauson comes back. He... Oh, no, Eileen, not Becky. Eileen, sorry. not Becky, yeah. Um, um, yeah, okay, so let's see. Where did he go? He keeps coming back in, offers them more duck pepper, and then leaves again. That's basically what happens. He says he's searching for Eileen and that Jerry went to town and the women get 
frustrated and leave the museum to search for Eileen themselves. And so then they both end up going to the other house. Yes. Um, Becky is first, she finds a mannequin resembling Eileen and then gets attacked by the masked killer and then multiple mannequins. And she wakes up tied up in the basement along with Jerry. Jerry, who is in, went into town, quote unquote. Quote unquote. And a girl on a table in front of them, who we find out to be Tina, Don Jeffrey. And then we get some backstory. Jerry says the killer is Slauson's demented brother. Yeah, because he's been wearing a mask this whole time. You can't see Right, him. and we all think that, we all totally think that it's his demented brother and not just Chuck Connors. We no, not at all. totally think that. Yes, of course. Of course. Um, so he, explain how he kills Tina. Okay, so Tina is strapped down to a table, and the masked man comes back, and he covers her face with plaster, like he's gonna make her into a mannequin. Which is really bread dough, which is kind of cool. Oh, really, was it? It was bread dough, yeah. Oh, neat. I love practical stuff. Go ahead, sorry. That's cool, yeah, no, that's really cool. Um, and then he tells her, as he begins rubbing the, the bread dough plaster over her face, that it doesn't matter that he covers up her her airways because she's going to die of fear before she suffocates. Her heart is going to burst in her chest. <laughs> and he finishes covering her face up with plaster completely so that she's completely cut off from air and everything. And then she squirms a little on the table and then there's like this kind of thudding moment. Like you can almost hear her heartbeat and then she seizes and then she drops dead. Pretty sweet. And that's it's your favorite death? Sweet. That's my favorite death. Nice. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Jerry and um, Becky trick him. And they get out. They run away from the basement after the, after Tina dies. Right. But... But then we go back to Molly, who's still outside. Well, yeah, she um, she finds out that it's Slauson's the masked man. Because the masked man's chasing her and Slauson drives up. And he's like, oh, I'll protect you in here. And then... Right. And he gives her the gun. Well, she shoots him, mm-hmm. but it was the, the, the gun was filled with blanks. So then she puts together that Slauson is the demented masked man. Right. And she's the last one to do so because everyone else in the freaking universe knows that they are the same person by now. Everyone. 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 Absolutely everyone. Except for Becky. No, I'm just kidding. Even <laughs> Becky knows. Um, but yeah, Jerry and Becky get away. Becky's then killed in the museum by the Indian chief figure. The mannequin comes to life. It's the best part ever. Yeah, that is a Mannequins good part. Mannequins come to life. Davy Crockett comes to life. Um, Indian chief. So um, he, he's she's killed. And then Mally runs into um, Slauson and also... What's his name? Man, Jerry. Mm-hmm. But Jerry is then revealed to be a mannequin. Oh, it's terrible. Because Slauson pulls off his arm. It just pops right off like a mannequin's arm. That was that was great. How he's like, I can't do it. I can't do it. And she's like, why? Just kill him, Jerry. Kill him. And he's like, I can't. And and yeah. then, yeah, Slauson starts laughing. And it reveals that Jerry is actually a mannequin. Which everyone's a mannequin at this point, except for Slauson and, uh, and Molly. And Molly. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know, like, when he had time to make him into a mannequin, but he apparently did. I know. He's, like, in every place. It's, like, killer magic. It's definitely killer magic. He's in the basement, and then he's out chasing Molly. Like, you see how long it takes him to do somebody's face. Right. He's got to make mannequins out of all of them in split seconds. It's like he's popping them out of his head or something. And where the fuck did Tina... Where the fuck... Where the fuck did Tina come from? I mean, why did he wait so long to make her into a mannequin? Or was she just kind of, like... 
when he like well you know how at the end with molly when he's got her strapped to the bed he's telling her like as long as you're good to me you know i'll take care of you and so i figured that he probably had tina in the same situation and she was caught with him for a while and then eventually she tried to get away and displeased him and he decided to make her into a man or he found out three new nude chicks swimming in his creek he's like oh i don't need tina anymore i've got three three new ones to pick from or that Yeah, yeah that could be entirely possible too um, so thankfully, Maui finally, after she sees him dancing with the mannequin of his, of his wife, wife, creepy as fuck, which you find out that he killed his wife and yes. his brother. Yes. Yes. He's a winner. Um, she kills him with a hatchet to the back. She just goes nuts, grabs a hatchet and just like carves up his spine. I was rooting for her. I was cheering. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you get it, girl. I mean, she annoyed the fuck out of me, but I was so glad. It was like, yes, take up that axe and strike him down. And then once Lost is dead, all the magic stops. Yep. But yet, for some reason, Molly still takes all the, her, her mannequin's friends well, and takes them in the jeep she's with cracked. her. Yeah, she has cracked. She's cracked. So, so she's like, she's just driving like a bat out of hell in the jeep, her friend's jeep, with all of their mannequins sitting <laughs> in so the funny. jeep with her. It's so great. I love the final scene of this movie so much. I tell you what, if a, mannequ- if a guy ever uh, kills you and turns you into a mannequin, I'll take you with me. Thank you. You're welcome. You have to take me like everywhere you go and take pictures of me and I get my own Instagram page. Yes. Mannequin chaos. Mannequin chaos at night. Yeah. (laughs) Can you like the travel lodge gnome? Yeah, like that. Or like those people that they get like a stuffed animal and they take it everywhere and take pictures with it. Mm -hmm. Except me, mannequin. I'm going to stuff my cat and do that. Okay. Okay. That sounds also very sane. Well, that sounds so much like me, doesn't it? Yes, it yes, does. It does. <laughs> um, thoughts on this movie? I know I picked it, but what were your thoughts, really? Um, oh, I should probably tell why I picked it. Yeah, why don't you? Why don't well, you... I thought I'd never seen it before. Uh-huh. And I was like, I read the, it was a Joe Bob Briggs special, because we love him. And I read the, the summary, I'm like, oh, that, that sounds good. I love tourist traps, you know, on a regular basis. I one that kills people. Awesome. But then as we were watching, I'm like, I've seen this movie before. Fuck, I've seen this movie before. I remember this scene. So apparently I have seen this whole movie. And other than Jerry, uh, sorry, Woody being killed by the mannequins, I had forgotten the whole thing. Wow. Because as we kept going, I'm like, no, I remember this too. I'm like, maybe I didn't get that far through the movie. But as they unfolded, oh, no, I do remember this. So I don't know why I'd forgotten this movie. I mean, maybe we watched too much horror or something. But I had seen it before, probably with you. But I um, I don't. It's creepy, though. Very creepy, especially because they're, they're not, you know, like, good mannequins. They're, like, <laughs> old 70s mannequins. They're, like, a little, they're a little creepy just on the fact that they're not very good. <laughs> no, not at all. But that they come to life and everything. Yeah, that's creepy. Um, yeah. So what were your, what did you think? Um, do you want to go into ratings while we're in doing our final thoughts? Are we doing final thoughts? I was just asking your opinion. Yeah, because we... Yeah, I guess we could do that. Do you want to do, like... Yeah. Go ahead. Final thought, and then rate it? Yeah, I guess. Um, it was okay. Uh-huh. It didn't have... You know, I love jump scares, and it didn't really have that, but no. it was creepy AF. Yeah. And I appreciate that. And I love some of the kills. Um, I, you kind of look like a fan of the opera with that mask on. I don't know. It was, it was <laughs> creepy. But yeah, you could tell the six-foot-six actor... 
killer was the same six foot six creepy man with a gun. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty obvious. I mean, <laughs> if you want something a little bit more. Maybe introduce some other characters. Right. A little bit of mystery. And maybe not choose the tallest fucking man alive to be your killer. Just saying. <laughs> um, but otherwise, I enjoyed it. I'd give it about a 6.175, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's my rating. Okay. Anything else you want to say about it? Um, I probably won't watch it again until I forget that I've seen it again. Oh, okay. But I did enjoy it. Um, this is one that I have seen before. I've seen it a few times, actually. I like throwing this movie on in the background when I'm doing stuff. So, um, this one I is one that I actually watch quite a lot. I don't know why. It's so weird. Well, oh, that's its answer in itself. I love the weird ones. Yeah. So, yeah. For me, this is just a good, like, throw something on movie. Um, Chuck Connors is really creepy in this yes. movie. So He's creepy. not even wearing his shoes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and uh, the teenagers are freaking idiots. I mean, what can you say? Yeah, I don't really empathize with any of them. I'm kind of like, yay, you got killed. Like, yes. like, even Molly, who I think you're supposed to empathize with, is just like, like she, just, she reminds me of Holly Hobby and she drives me crazy. Like, I'd rather that Becky was the final girl. I mean. And I had a problem with the costuming. Like, the costuming was horrible. Like, it was supposed to be hot and everything, and they're... All wearing different kind of clothes. Well, Molly's dressing like she... A Mennonite. Is a Mennonite or a Southern Belle from, I don't know, antebellum times. I'm not sure what the frick is up with her outfit. And then the other girls are just dressed like they're popping out of everything. Well, yeah, the one's got like a... um, She's got a swimsuit on, but then she's like, we're going to bring her swimsuits. I'm like... I know. Bitch, you're wearing swimsuits. Bitch, that is your top. Like, what are you talking about? And then you got Tanya Roberts in her um, crop top. Yeah, her tube top. And her her little booty shorts. Mm -hmm. It's pretty great. Well, um, I, yeah, so anyway, I like this movie. It just, I I think it's just kind of fun. So I give this a six and a half. Okay. Um, I definitely will watch it again. Yeah, probably the background, right? Yeah. I mean, I won't pay much attention to it, but it'll be good background noise. You know that one, some of the masks, the, uh, they remind me of um, Leatherface. Oh. Did you ever get that from this? Yeah, like, a little bit. A couple of the masks, they're like, oh, Leatherface. Um, yeah. They're weird. They're like, some weird. of them are good, and some of them are really crappy, and that makes them scary. Uh, do we have any awards this time? No awards. We were talking about that earlier. We've got um, several different awards that we give out. The Marigold Award is their bad storytelling award. The Church Award is for when they kill an animal arbitrarily. The Kittner Award is when they arbitrarily kill a child. And the Chad Award is for the biggest asshole. The Chad. The Chad. But not just, like, the asshole who's the villain. Like, no, usually you have to be a real big douche canoe. Yeah, like, like, usually, and usually you're, like, one of the victims, honestly, if you're getting that award. I don't think we've ever given the Chad to one of the actual killers. No. No, never. Because they're actually usually less douchey. Somehow. Somehow that works. So we don't have any awards to give away with this one tonight, so... Do we, I have no fanfic. No fanfic either? No fanfic. 40 years, people, this movie's been out, and you've written no fanfic. What is wrong with you all? I mean, we Don't. just slashed the director and the... <laughs> the composer. And the composer, and we've been at this for five minutes. So I mean, what have on. you all been doing? Write us some fanfic. Send it to our Gmail. 
We want it. <laughs> yes. Look at this sun hat. She's got this Puritan white dress on and this sun hat that makes her look Amish. Yeah, she so does. She's so Amish. Look at and that. her little braids. Her little braids, yes. Yeah. And, like, she doesn't even look like she would be friends with the same no, girls. No, it doesn't Those girls sense. would not be friends with her. No, they, well, they'd, unless they wanted to use her as, like, shark bait. They'd be like, why the fuck did we bring Polly Pocket with us? <laughs> For shark bait, clearly. Shark bait. Clearly. For all those asphalt sharks. Yes. You don't know where they're headed. They could have been headed to the ocean. For the sharks in that creek, the freshwater sharks. Yes. The, the, in for Slauson's the uh, Lost water creek. moccasins. Mm. Yeah. All right. Should we uh, pimp ourselves and get the hell out of here? Yeah, let's do that. Do you have anything to pimp? No. Me I have neither. nothing. I'm still listening to all the same podcasts that I've already pimped. So. Yeah, all right, I'll pimp us. Um, we are they mostly podcast at night.com. You can go there to listen to episodes and read show notes, and it's under construction. Sorry, guys. Um, we are hosted at anchor.fm slash podcast at night, which is not under construction and is up to date. Um, you can find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere that you can find podcasts, basically. <laughs> Um, please rate, review, and subscribe. If you give us a nice review and screenshot it, you can send it to our email, which is podcastatnight at gmail.com with your address, and we will send you a free sticker. Our social media is at podcastatnight. We are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and our social media maverick is maverick, at go maverick, M-A-V-R-I-K. Yep. Two stories. True stories. So that's it from Chaos, and I will say goodbye and stay bloodthirsty, friends. Good night from Carnage, and as always, we are filmed in front of a live studio audience of cats. Meow. Hello. <laughs>by the Computer Music All-Stars under a Creative Commons Attribution License. Link in the show notes.